Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. So this is why I recommend spending the most time here in this first editing phase or the story level editing phase. You're going to want to go through the checklist or these big picture issues and assess what you already have, problem solve, and then execute the fixes. And you might need to do this a few times. So you can repeat this pass as many times as needed to get your draft where it needs to be before zooming into the next layer of edits. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to edit your messy first draft. Specifically, I'm going to walk you through what I like to call the four phases of editing that will help you make the most out of your revisions without feeling overwhelmed. I'm also going to share when I suggest getting outside feedback on your story and who to get help from during each phase of the revision process. So really, we're going to talk about what to do once you've finished your draft and you have a messy pile of pages that may or may not make sense. And first of all, if you are in this position, congratulations. It's a very big deal to even get to the end of a first draft. And I think that's something we should all celebrate more, even if your draft is kind of a hot mess. But if you are in this situation, you're probably wondering things like, what do I do first? Should I dive right into revisions? Should I reach out to beta readers? Should I just take my draft and start querying agents? And the answer to all of these questions is no. The very first thing you should do after finishing a draft is take a break from your story. Taking time away from your draft is what will help you get some distance from your story so that you can come back to it with more objective eyes. And this will make your revisions a whole lot easier. You'll just have to trust me on that one. So that's the very first thing you should do once you have a finished draft. And then once you've taken some time away from your draft, it's time to go back through and read what you wrote. And yes, this will probably be a bit cringe-inducing, but just hang in there. The key to this first step is to not make any changes in your manuscript as you read through it. And that's because you need to see the whole picture of your story, and you have to remind yourself of everything that's already in your draft before you can revise with any sense of clarity. So try not to make any changes to your actual manuscript while you're reading through it. And if you know you're going to struggle with this part, you can print out your draft, export it to a PDF, and read it on your computer or put it on your Kindle. You can also use a text-to-speech program like Natural Readers or the Read Aloud feature in Microsoft Word that will essentially read your story to you. Basically, you want to do whatever you can to prevent yourself from editing as you read. Now, you might be wondering, well, what about any notes I need to make or any new ideas that I come up with? What do I do with those? And here's the thing. 
If you want to take notes or jot down new ideas, go ahead. For some people, it's easy to take in the big sweep of their story and jot down notes. But for other people, it's not that easy and they prefer to read and then take notes. I want you to do whatever works for you and don't try to go against the grain of a process that you already know will work for you. I just don't want you to waste your time making any changes in your actual manuscript just yet. And I know this might feel counterintuitive, but trust me, this will save you time in the long run. So after you've read your whole draft and you have notes, whether you've taken notes while you read or maybe you took notes in another pass through your manuscript, either way, you should have a list of new ideas and changes that you want to make. Some of these will be good and some of these will be not so good and this is totally normal. You might also start to feel a bit overwhelmed by how much work you have to do and that is very normal too. So before we dig into the nitty gritty, I want you to spend some time weeding through your notes. I want you to get rid of all the ideas that just don't work anymore, and I want you to organize the rest into a manageable revision plan that doesn't feel overwhelming. At this stage, you should have a good sense of the story you're working with or what's in your actual pages, and you should have a list of things that you want to address in your next draft. Now, to tackle your upcoming drafts, and I say drafts because there will be multiple, I recommend breaking your revisions down into multiple drafts or passes through your story. With each pass or draft, you'll be tackling a different aspect of your story so that you can really focus your attention and use your mind and creative abilities efficiently and productively. And as a quick preview of how this is going to work, there are four phases, like I mentioned, and we're going to start at the highest level. So we're going to tackle the big picture first and then move into the scenes, move into the pages, and then move into the sentences. So phase one is the story level edit. This is the most big picture. Phase two is the scene level edit where you'll zoom into the next layer down. Phase three is the page level edit. So this is where you're gonna focus on the paragraphs that make up each page. And then phase four is the sentence level edit where you will focus on sentences and spelling and grammar. So that is just a high level overview and we're gonna dig into phase one first. But before we go there, I want to let you know that I made a cheat sheet that goes along with today's episode that is basically a checklist that will show you different questions, different things you can tackle during each one of these editing phases. So if you want to get your hands on that, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash editing dash checklist. So one more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash editing dash checklist. Now, the very first phase I want you to tackle is the big picture. So I just call this the story level edit because this is where you're looking at the big picture of your story as a whole. So this is what you're going to do to take your first draft and turn it into a second draft. This is where you'll focus on high level things that affect the overarching story, like the plot, the character development, the world building, the theme, big things like that. During this phase, you might be fleshing out your characters more. You might be moving scenes around to get them in the order that best serves the plot. You might be adding new scenes. You might be deleting scenes. You might be layering in important world building details or highlighting different aspects of your theme, things like that. This is also where you can ask yourself some of those really big, important questions like, does your story start in the right place and does it have a clear beginning, middle, and end? Does your protagonist have clear goals and believable motivations throughout the story? Is there enough meaningful conflict and is there enough at stake? Is your protagonist changing from start to finish or do they have an internal arc? Can you see your theme within that internal arc? 
Do you have the key scenes and conventions that your global genre requires or are you missing some? You can also take a look at your subplots. So are all of your subplots serving a purpose in your global story? Do all of your side characters serve a purpose and are they memorable? And you can also look at your world building in this stage. So in general, is the world of your story fleshed out and does it have a sense of that internal logic? So again, we're just staying big picture here. This first pass is not about word choice or dialogue or any of the smaller details. If you follow these four phases of editing, you will get to those things eventually. And if you can't see your story objectively during this phase, or if you're feeling too overwhelmed, this is the time to reach out to a developmental editor or a book coach who can guide you through this type of big picture edit. But if you do want to tackle this phase yourself, go download the checklist at savannagilbo.com forward slash editing dash checklist. I will put this link in the show notes for easy access, but one more time, it's savannagilbo.com forward slash editing dash checklist. The checklist will have more details on these questions, but basically during this phase, you're just focusing on the big picture. And we're not going to get all of these things right in our discovery draft or in our very first draft. There's just no way you're going to do that, even if you do a bunch of planning up front. So I do want you to go into this phase of editing expecting that there will be some changes required and expecting that there's going to be plot holes, there's going to be things that don't make sense in your current draft, and that's okay. There's also going to be a whole slew of things that you actually like about your draft, but the key is actually letting yourself see those things amongst the things that need work. So just keep that in mind. You're going to definitely need to do work during this phase, no matter how much you've planned out your story or how much outlining you did up front. This is why I recommend spending the most time here in this first editing phase or the story level editing phase. You're going to want to go through the checklist or these big picture issues and assess what you already have, problem solve, and then execute the fixes. And you might need to do this a few times. So you can repeat this pass as many times as needed to get your draft where it needs to be before zooming into the next layer of edits. So I'm going to repeat that because it's really important. You should repeat this story level pass as many times as needed to get your draft where it needs to be before you zoom into the next layer of edits. So with all that being said, that is the first pass through your story, the big picture story level. And now let's zoom into the next level, which is phase two or the scene level of your story. And in this pass, you're just going to go one layer deeper and focus on each one of your scenes. You are still going to be thinking big picture here. So again, things like structure, character development, world building, point of view, things like that. But it will be more about how those elements show up in each scene versus the big picture of the whole story. And you'll see what I mean about this in a second. But again, this pass is not about sentence structure, word choice, syntax, or anything else like that. That is going to come in the next two phases. So during this stage, you're going to want to look at each of your scenes and ask yourself if each scene is meaningful and if it serves a purpose in your overarching story. So in each scene, you want to look at things like, am I including a meaningful arc of change? Does my protagonist have a goal? Do they face conflict? And are they going to have to make a tough decision? You want to look out for things like obvious sections of info dumping or head hopping from point of view to point of view. You'll want to check that you're including your character's thoughts and feelings or that interior 
priority in each one of your scenes. You're going to want to look at the start and the end of each scene to just see how you feel about those. And then that sense of conflict and tension that occurs in between and a whole handful of other things. So again, if you want to see a more detailed list of things to tackle in this phase, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash editing dash checklist and you'll see a list of questions to ask yourself during this phase. And if you can't see your story objectively during this phase, or if you're feeling too overwhelmed after going through your big picture story level edits, then this is a good time to reach out to a developmental editor or a book coach who can guide you through this type of scene by scene revision. So just to be clear, a developmental editor or a book coach can help you with the big picture story level and the scene level revision phases. So phase one and two. And in that scenario, you might tackle the story level and the scene level all at once, or you might still need to do two passes depending on how strong your first draft is. So that's something you can discuss with a developmental editor or a book coach if you do need that additional layer of help. But as you can see in this phase, we're looking at some of the same issues from the story level revision phase, but on a scene by scene basis. And let's say that you get to the end of this phase and you've been tackling the revisions by yourself. This would be a good time to pause and get outside feedback from either beta readers and or a developmental editor. At the bare minimum, I recommend getting a manuscript evaluation from a developmental editor just so that you can make sure you're on the right track. And so you can feel confident that there aren't any glaring issues before you move on to the next two phases of editing. If you have the resources, you can work with both a developmental editor and beta readers, which is actually actually my preference, but I know that's not going to be in the cards for everybody and that's okay. If you do need a beta reading service, I would check out the Spun Yarn. A lot of the writers I work with use the Spun Yarn's beta reading services, and I've seen the feedback reports you get, and they are great. They're super helpful and super informative. And in case you're wondering, I'm not an affiliate and I'm not connected to the Spun Yarn in any way. I just think that they provide a great service for writers. So if you're interested, you can go check them out at thespunyarn.com. I will post the link to that in the show notes for easy access. And if the idea of working with beta readers makes you nervous, that's pretty normal. But one thing you can do is let them know that you're aware some of the details still need to be ironed out and that you're mostly looking for help with the big picture. So you want to know, does the story work? Does it make them feel things? Do they empathize with your character and things like that? Also, I can't speak for everybody, but I know that a lot of the beta readers that the writers I work with end up working with, they genuinely want to help writers create better stories. So try to think about it that way. It's not like you're going to get back a bunch of harsh feedback. Now, again, this depends on who you work with, but in general, most people want to be helpful. So just something to keep in mind. So let's say you've gotten some feedback from a developmental editor or a book coach or beta readers. You'll want to incorporate any changes that you want to make into your draft before moving on to the next step. And from here, you have a few options depending on the publishing path you've chosen to pursue. So if you're going to self-publish, you will need to take your draft through at least two more rounds of editing. So the next two passes we're going to go over, which is the page level pass or line editing, and then the sentence level pass, which is basically copy editing. If you're going to traditionally publish, you can start to query agents after this stage or after you go through your story level and your scene level revisions if you feel good enough about your story. And that's because for the most part, if you get picked up by a traditional publisher, they will put you through another developmental edit, a line edit, and a copy edit at the bare minimum to get your book ready for publication. 
So again, use your best judgment here. And if you need help deciding on the exact next steps to take, you can always reach out to a book coach or a developmental editor and they can help point you in the right direction. So that is editing phase number two, the scene level edit. And now we'll move on to editing phase number three, the page level edit. Okay, so during this editing phase, you're gonna wanna focus on your line-by-line writing to tighten up your scenes as much as possible. We all know that masterful writing isn't just about telling a compelling story. It's about finding the most effective language to tell a story once you know that your story works. During this phase, I like to focus on each paragraph. You'll do this by looking for repetitive words, too many adverbs, purple prose, passive voice, or sections where you've just over-described things. And again, on the freebie that goes along with today's episode, I have a whole list of things to look out for. So you can download that at savannagilbo.com forward slash editing dash checklist. I highly recommend grabbing it if you are about to dive into revisions. And hey, even if you're not about to dive into revisions, grab it anyway, because who knows, it might show you a few things to look out for as you're working on your draft. And then when you get to the revision phase, hopefully your story will be just a little bit stronger for it. Now, by this stage, you should not be making any big picture or structural changes. Of course, every now and then you might find something that you want to tweak, but in theory, you would have done this big picture or high-level work during the story and scene level pass. And if you're having trouble seeing your story objectively during this phase, or if you feel like you're not catching all of the things that could be caught, this is when you might want to reach out to a line editor who can point out and help you address these page-level issues. So that's phase number three, the page level edit, and now we're going to go into phase four, the sentence level edit. But before we go there, I just want to mention that I'm saying phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, you might do multiple drafts per each of the phases. So for example, let's say you go through three rounds of editing during the story level phase. That is totally normal, and I just don't want it to confuse you with when I'm saying phase three. So I hope that makes sense. Now, the last phase or phase four is all about tightening up your sentences. You're going to be correcting any spelling or grammar mistakes and making sure that your style and voice is consistent throughout your draft. Again, you should not be making any big picture changes to the scene or story level at this point, but you may still catch some page level issues. That is normal if you experience that. Sometimes writers ask me if this sentence level edit can be combined with the page level edit, and my answer is sure. Sometimes it can be combined with the page level edit because it tackles many of the same things, but sometimes it's more helpful to break out the two phases depending on how you like to work. So for example, if worrying about spelling and grammar while you do a page level edit feels like too much micro work, then just break it out into these two phases. But one thing I'll point out is that a lot of the times during the page level edit or phase three, you're going to be trimming out words, sentences, maybe even paragraphs. So if you do separate out the phases, you're going to have less to copy edit during this sentence level phase. So just something to keep in mind. Now for this phase, I'm not going to get into all the tiny nuances of spelling and grammar because A, this episode would take forever and B, it's not my area of expertise. But I do have some resources that can help out during this sentence level editing phase. The three that I'm always recommending are Pro Writing Aid, Grammarly, and the Hemingway Editor. And you can just Google all of those. I will also link to them in the show notes. But basically, they all have a free version that you can either upload your text into or paste sections of your text into, and they can help you with your sentence level edits. You might also want to check out a website called Grammar Girls Quick and Dirty Tips. This website offers friendly advice about writing style and word usage, and it makes spelling and grammar a little bit more accessible. 
So that is a fun option as well. The other thing I quickly want to mention is that Pro Writing Aid, Grammarly, and the Hemingway Editor give you access to a readability score for your text. And readability scores are something that's important for writers to understand because even though you might not see it, your reader is going to know as soon as they pick up your book if it's at their reading level or not. And as writers, if we write in a different age demographic than we're currently in, or if we're used to writing for one age demographic and then we switch, it can just be tough to see things objectively. So knowing if you're talking over your reader's head or out of your target age range is really useful. Which is why we can use something like the Flesh Kincaid Readability Score to calculate the readability of a block of text. This score allows you to determine what level of education a person needs in order to read your writing with ease. So if you have a pen and paper, you can jot this down. But basically, for middle grade readers, you'll want to aim for a readability score of somewhere between 80 and 100. And then for young adults, you'll want to aim for somewhere around 50 to 70. And then for adult fiction, you'll want to aim somewhere within the range of 30 to 70. So you can Google the Flesh Kincaid Readability Score to learn more about this if you want but I will also link to all of these things in the show notes. So that wraps up the sentence level editing phase. And as I mentioned, this is not my specialty, so I didn't go too far into this one, but hopefully the resources I've provided will help you get through this phase. Now, a question I get asked all the time is, can I do these phases or these passes out of order? And the short answer to this is that I would not recommend doing that. I know that it's easy to correct grammar errors and you might think this is a good way to get started, but if you do that, you're going to end up spending time correcting sentences and paragraphs that need to be rewritten or cut. So to make the best use of your time, I'd prefer you start with the big issues and save the smaller ones for later. You might also be wondering if there's a faster way to do this or if there's a way to condense some of these steps just to save yourself some time. And really, my advice here is that if you work with a developmental editor or book coach, you can compress some of the layers. Many developmental editors and book coaches can help you with the story issues and the scene issues. And at the same time, they can point out mechanical issues that need to be fixed as well. It just depends on their experience and how you agree to walk through the process with them. It also depends to a large degree on the quality of your writing and what you need help with. So just something to keep in mind that you can discuss with a developmental editor or a book coach if you're looking to speed up this process. Now, for a quick recap before I let you go, we talked about what to do once you have finished a messy first draft, and my advice is to take a break so that you can get some distance from your story and come back to it with more objective eyes. After that, I highly recommend reading through what you currently have in your draft. If you feel like you can handle it, take notes while you read through your draft. If you feel like you can't and if that will be distracting, then hold off on taking notes until you've read through the story once and experienced it as a reader would. Once you're done with all that, and once you have your notes and ideas organized, it's time to tackle your edits. And for this, I would break things up into four phases. So phase number one is the story level phase, and this is very big picture. So you're going to focus on things like overarching plot, character development, world building, theme, things like that. After that, you can move into phase two, which is the scene level pass. And this is where you'll go one layer deeper and focus on your scenes. So you're still going to be thinking big picture. So all the same things we just listed, like plot, character development, world building, point of view, things like that. But it's going to be more about how these elements show up in each one of your scenes versus the big picture of your whole story. After that, you can move into the page level pass, which is about tightening up your sentences and paragraphs as much as possible. So at this stage, ideally, you're not making any big picture or structural changes. You're really focused more on the sentences and paragraphs on each page. 
Once you're done with that, you can move into the sentence level pass where you're going to focus on tightening up your sentences. So this is really all about spelling and grammar and making sure your style and voice is consistent throughout. And at any one of these phases, you can reach out to an editor for help. So a developmental editor or a book coach can help you with the story and scene level. A line editor is usually the one you're going to want to go to for page level issues. And then a copy editor is someone who can help you with the sentence level issues. You can also reach out to beta readers at any point during this process, but I always recommend do it sooner rather than later. And really that's just because I don't want you to spend a ton of time editing something that is going to need foundational work. So anyway, I hope this episode is helpful. Make sure you go and grab the freebie that goes along with this episode because it is a checklist of things to look out for during each one of these phases. So if you want to get that, go to savannagilbo.com forward slash editing dash checklist. And once again, I will put links to all of these things I mentioned in the show notes for easy access. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.